Welcome to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by some amazing individuals for some candid conversations about the moments in life that shape us. This is Andy. Whether it's navigating relationships, sharing personal triumphs, or dissecting the latest news, we're here to explore it all. Get ready for genuine, thought-provoking discussions. Hey, it's Stephanie. We believe every story deserves a spotlight, and we're not holding anything back. So grab your favorite drink, settle in, and join us as we peel back the layers of real-life experiences, one conversation at a time. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina. Let's dive into authentic, unfiltered stories that make life interesting. I'm excited about what we have in store for you today, so let's go ahead and kick things off and get started. Well, welcome back to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. And that was not my wife. That was my niece. <laughs> that was my one time. There it was a one go. time deal. But y'all know the last episode, she really got into it, didn't she? <laughs> she sure did. She needed time to shine. <laughs> got her spotlight there, and she's she's happy. But uh, we are on, this is our second episode on um, dealing with dementia, Alzheimer's, and... Uh, as my wife, Adina, and uh, her sister, Susan, are with us today, and then as long as well as Andy and Stephanie, so everyone say hello. 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 How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a good episode last, uh, last episode, and I thought it was very enlightening, and I hope that the listeners, um, as they go through this, uh, this, these next two episodes, I think we're going to have another episode after this, that uh, it'll help you... Um, maybe see some things, see some signs in your in your parents' um, life that uh, will help you understand that there is a change that's taking place. Mm-hmm. And so I know that uh, that Susan and Dina are going to share with you during this episode um, the transition, which is probably one of the hardest transitions that any any um, child can make uh, for their parent is to put them into some sort of an assisted living home. And so I'm just going to let uh, my wife and, and uh, Susan and then Stephanie, uh, Susan's daughter, uh, to really kind of uh, be the majority of this podcast. And uh, so I hope it will be a blessing to you. Okay, so um, we want to talk about what um, what are the things that happened or what got us to the point where you know, we said, hey, you know, we've got to move mom and she can no longer live by herself. Um, And what did that kind of look like? I would say the last, you know, maybe the last four months before we actually made that decision. What were those? What were those things for you? Like um, in that last episode, we talked about when we went to the neurologist and got the diagnosis that he was pretty firm that she needed to be in assisted living. So I think it was pretty quick. I I mean, we didn't get that diagnosis until September 21st, and she moved into assisted living November 9th. So I think definitely we were both very proactive, um, and we set up tours, and we, we looked through three different facilities, and um, obviously, we thought about location for us mm-hmm. so that, you know, both of us would be able to still be caregivers the best that we could. And so we looked we looked at one facility closer to my home 
and um, well, actually two facilities that would have been closer to my home. And then the facility where she is, is between us. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, it was a, just right away started the process of touring those facilities and looking into cost and how you pay for it. And yeah. boy, did we get eye openers there. Yeah. So, And, um, and I want to say too, like, I think it's so important that we like, don't wait too long. Like nobody wants to tell their parent, you can't drive anymore or you can't live alone anymore. Um, you know, you're going to have to move that. I mean, that's just not an easy thing to do. But I think if we just would have kind of buried our head in the sand a little bit and we just this went on and on and on, I think it may have been harder. Um, and potentially, I think, could have gotten to, I don't want to say life-threatening, but potentially dangerous. to where she you know, could have gotten into an accident, one, and no one knows where she's at. Right. Or she could have caught her house on fire or, you right. know, and she could have potentially hurt herself or someone else had you guys not been proactive with it and right. just said, you know, like, we need to make a decision sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so um, Susan um, handles, which, you know, let me just say this. Um, it was, it's nice. We have the luxury, um, quote unquote, of having the two of us work together. And so Susan focuses a lot on all the finances and I lean a little bit more towards mom's medical things, but, you know, we were talking about different facilities, (coughs) excuse me. And so what were there were three that we looked at. Can you describe a little bit well, the real differences? Quick, real quick, did you girls look into like potentially having someone come, come to in. the house, or almost like a live-in nurse, or was I it mean, right I'm, away a, a I, we did We did not because I mean the neurologist said that she needed twenty-four hour care, twenty-four. You know, to be able to afford that for one thing, right? Um, and. I don't know. I guess just the situation overall, we just felt like, you know, we needed to follow the doctor's advice and, and look into the assisted living. Yeah. So I don't think we really even, at least I don't remember us considering no, just no. a home care person or something like that. Yeah. And there's something I didn't mention before. Like when we were in the first episode, we were talking about different signs or symptoms or whatnot. And another one, you know, that people can watch for is... Um, she wouldn't take her medicine. And mm-hmm. even though um, we had it all in the Sunday through Saturday, little plastic, you know, all divided up, they would sit on her coffee table right in front of her every day. And, you know, I'd ask, I'd come in and check on her and say, Mom, did you take your medicine? Yeah. And one day of medicine would be gone. Um, so, you know, she wasn't getting the um, medicine that she needed to help her not be depressed, to think clearer, and all those things. So that was just another. Now, would thing you added. find it for someone who's facing like this difficult decision out there? Do you think it's better to like make that decision to get them in there sooner than later? Absolutely. Um, yes. So they don't become stressed or if it's too late, like they start, I'm sure a lot of anger comes into Well, it. I was going to say, I think it depends on what um, stage you are in. 
or what kind of um, Alzheimer's you have, how it affects your brain. And I had said it. And did you say what stage she's in? I don't remember. He Sorry. said advanced. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Advanced. But mom has never been um, like angry or defiant. I mean, we've been, I think, during extremely, this last year. Yes, yeah. extremely blessed that she's been very cooperative. Oh, yeah. I would say that. So back to the facilities, can you explain a little bit um, how the three facilities were different or what we saw in them or what we thought one would might be better than another? Well, I think that, honestly, the first facility we really liked um, it was it was a little bit smaller um, community and felt like that it was well taken care of and the rooms were nice and um, the drawback to that and maybe we'll get into that a little bit more too was the cost I mean you you have to self pay for so long and the cost is significant mm -hmm. and you know we had to weigh how long you know her savings and everything you know would last at that rate of um, for each month. So, and after you sell pay and run out of money, then they didn't, they were not Medicaid certified. So Medicaid was not an option. Once we ran out of money, we would have had to move her. And we're talking, I think all three of the facilities, I would say easily somewhere between four and $7,000 a month. A month. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that can depend on where <clears throat> the location is. Sure. You right. could depend on the state or the locality, you know, the city right. or but whatever. Here, but here in this but here Midwest, in our Ohio. Location, Yes, it was. And we're talking about assisted living. We're not talking about a nursing home. Correct. So. Right. Um, the second facility was a bigger facility, um, very well-known, established facility in um, Shelby County. So um, we wanted to look there just because they did have a very good reputation and um, just didn't feel, I, I guess in my opinion, didn't feel like a warmth there. Like Homey. The, like this, yeah. Felt more, it smelled more institutionalized. It felt, but it was clean. I'm not saying it was, but it was just, so for us, and even mom said when we left, she didn't feel like that could be home. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third facility was the Garbury Ridge where she is now. And she, um, I, I think we liked it as soon as mm -hmm. we um, toured. And it just seemed like one step after another seemed to all come together pretty quickly. So I, I think just because that one was the one that was in between us, where it was about an equal amount of drive to go see her, um, we kind of steered more toward there. And the nice thing was that your mom was very much aware and very compliant to give her own input as well, yes. mm -hmm. which which made that easier uh, easier for you to accept that that move as well. Yes. And and I think her knowing that she was part of the decision. Yes. I think was very to where important. she wasn't forced into this, but she knew that it was for her best. Mm -hmm. And as you had certainly, you know, shared that with her as well. But uh, that was probably, I'm sure that there there are families that don't have that blessing of their parent really complying with them. Correct. And and like I said on um, on the way here tonight, I thought about that a lot. Like we have been very blessed that right. she. She feels content where she's at. She knows why she needs to be there. And she's never, you know, she'll say, I've never cried since I've been here. You know, I can't say I am love it here, but I'm happy. Right. And so that's a major blessing. Right. And she still asks sometimes, I know, like when we've gone a couple different times, 
to see her and she'll still say like I'm not sure how much longer I'm gonna be here but I think I get to go home pretty soon yeah well no yeah but yeah, I think that's, but again, just one of those things in her mind that she just doesn't and you de- fully learn to, understand. Yes, and you you have to learn to deal with things as they come. Like if you overthink or think too much into the future or, you know, you just kind of have to take, take things as they come. And I think that's what we did with um, searching for a facility, um, you know, taking the time to, to look at them and all the um, pros and cons. And I'll say this, um, I, I think we have her in one of the nicest facilities in our area. And no facility is going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. It's just not. Because well, even, even sometimes I think when, you know, when maybe things aren't just like we think they should be, like we can't be with her 24 hours a day. And so, you know, you trust these other other people to take care of her. And maybe they don't do everything like you think it should be done. And those kind of things come maybe, you know, might be another story too. But it's just, it's a, it's a lot sometimes to n- know that you can't be there all the time and you have to trust people to take care of your mother. Yes. And she seems to like the staff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, she all, does. And she'll say that all them. the time. They are so good to me here. They are so good to me here. And so... Really, what more can we ask for? Right. You know, that, that she is content and, um, you know, happy where she's at. Um, I know with the um, facility that we chose, um, you know, mom got to personalize her room a little bit, which was nice. Which was funny. She asked me the other day how, I wonder how the Garby f- figures out how to paint, what color to paint the room. Like, uh, why did they pick purple for my room? And I said, Mom, you picked pick that. the purple. <laughs> you picked that color. We took you to the paint store. You picked it out. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. good. And and there was um, a process, I and mean, I think some paperwork that Susan had to get together, you know, mm-hmm. for us to get her in there. And, um, and you know, we I, on, along that line, we, you know, there was definitely some um, concerns about how you're going to, pay for that Mm -hmm. Um, because even though you know she had some savings and she has income and you know but just looking at the numbers and thinking how you know how are we going to make this work and um so again I know that's an might be another topic of conversation but it's it's a lot for the family and I joke with my kids now you know like I want to of course I haven't done it yet because you think you're going to but I'll say, you know, I want you to know all the passwords to my accounts, and I want you to know everything that I pay out every month, and I want yes. you to know where my life insurance is because, you know, heaven forbid, you need to know all that stuff. It's, And I said this to a lady the other day that I was working with, and I said, you know, when you're going through 50-some years of paperwork and you don't know what's what, it is mind-boggling. Yeah. It's it's a load. And you yeah, have to so. deal, deal a lot with paperwork when you are – bringing them into a facility, the, the expectations yes. of insurance, of and they Medicare, want to know her, Medicaid. Like, income and, and, like, when we were doing her application, like, they had to know her income, what she had yeah. coming in, how what she had going she had bank, how much right. she how much we thought she was going to sell her house for. Yeah, everything, because they wanted to be, you know, they need to be sure they're going to get paid. Because we had to self-pay for at least a year yes. at this and facility. And even though you picked out the facility, that doesn't mean that, that's where she's going to be able to go. Right. Yeah. Because yes, you do have you to have fill to out the application. Their, yeah, you have to meet their criteria. standards and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm just, 
I have said over and over, and and I don't mean this in a negative light whatsoever, but I, you know, I'm just very thankful that mom can be in assisted living right right now, and you know, if she would have to transition at some point um, into a nursing home, um, you know, we'll deal with that if we ever have to get there. But you know, for now, I'm really thankful that we. Um, have been able, you know, that she actually had the money that um, she was able to go to assisted living. And this particular um, facility has a memory care unit. So if she would have to transition to um, the memory care, we wouldn't have to take her out of that facility. So that was something that was a draw also, you know, for us to that facility. And so, um, yeah, that whole process of just getting all the paperwork together and practical things like, you know, you said passwords to accounts. Oh, my goodness. When you want to have, you know, pay. Um, I mean, mom, mom was pretty savvy as far as paying bills online. But when you have, when she can't remember that stuff anymore and you have to handle, I know Susan handled. Susan took over a lot of the financial. She did amazing. The then, she did all the finance. And then well, I think Dina think... took over all the medical in a sense. Yes. Yeah. Now, she's been more of making sure she gets to her doctor's appointments and making sure prescriptions are filled. And the, yes. So does all the children have like a certain responsibility? I know you two are the closest. So does everyone just more like moral I... support? Yeah. Or... I mean, there's five of us. Okay. Susan and I um, are the live the closest right here. Um, so we are here to take care of mom um, on a daily, weekly basis. I would say we each try to get there once a week. Um, and that's the other thing too. We both try, Susan tries like on Sundays and probably other days too. Um, like in the summer, I think we're both a little bit more free to go and visit. But at least once a week she goes and I go. And we have to remember, if we don't make it one week, not to beat ourselves up about that, you know, because we're still busy um, with kids and grandkids. And, um, you know, we know she's taken care of. And I think at first that was something yes. both of us like. I think I was there like two or three times don't, a don't week at first. Guilty. What? Yes, because yeah, you don't, don't want to feel, feel guilty. guilty that you're not there. Mm-hmm. Now, but, then, but then she but doesn't remember. Now, <laughs> now you kind of have the luxury of, well, if I don't come for months, she's not going to know if I'm here. <laughs> now, do you guys take turns out of the five, like, uh, say, I'll buy snacks this week, or I'll be in charge of, I, I don't even know if she no. needs many groceries. Um, or... No, like snacks and stuff, like she gets a lot of that. I mean, she buys some of that. I think Susan probably like, gets some of that. Know, on Sundays, I usually bring <clears throat> usually whatever she needs from Walmart, but we both go now yeah. and then and get her things. So we just. But I, back back to all of us, I didn't answer that question. There's five. So we have a sibling that lives in Arkansas, a sibling that lives um, in Tennessee, and a sibling that lives um, more local, but about, I don't know, 45 50, minutes 50 away. minutes away. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, obviously, when you have um, your siblings live out of state, there's, you know, they're just limited. And mom really doesn't use her phone or know how to use it or doesn't care, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. Um, 
So, so it's very hard for them to keep in touch with her. I mean, you know, know, they can't, they can't just call her and say, how was your week mom or anything, you know, so it's very limited. They talk to her a few times a year. And I mean, I think, you know, they, they try, but it's, there's just no communication on the phone anymore. And that limits what communication they can have. And I think also if you ever have to deal with something like this, um, like you can't have the same expectations for every sibling because all people handle things differently. You know, um, there there might be a sibling that like to go and see my mom at a nursing home. I just can't do it. It just tears me up inside. I can't. And you want to say, well, you know, well, we can't do it either. We all just need to step up to the plate, but you know, everybody's wired differently. And if that particular, you know, sibling or family member can't handle it, then, you know, you just have to say okay and, you know, pick up the slack or, or you know, whatever. I mean, that's kind of how, because you can't, you know, you don't want to let it bother you and get you all upset that, hey, I'm doing this much. Why aren't you doing this much? You know, it's not. Yeah. Do you feel like. And don't the... think those thoughts don't, haven't ever crossed our mind because I think that's a process. Right. Yeah. Like at the very first, it was like, where are you we at? We have to do you everything. Know, we're doing you know, everything. help out the here. Yeah. Right. Now, and you... now so... we've just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, okay, you know, you every, we all have more. a role and yeah. this right. is where we're this at. This is our role for right now. So, and... and this could, this could be a factor that. Many homes or many families can really have a difficult time and even really become separated through oh, that yeah. process. It's of, not. It's not parent. worth. It's not worth dividing a family over. It's so not worth you, severing a relationship with. For someone to, I mean, for a family to almost sit down and have like, let's communicate better. Let's kind of I mean, get a game plan. I think we kind of did at first. I mean, we basically. I mean, like we said, you got family members that live out of state. Right. But we just kind of said, you know, this, this is kind of what we're doing. Susan's going to handle all the finances. I'm going to focus m- more on mom's medical. And, um, you know, we just do the best that we can. But then as mom progresses, when she first went in the facility, she could use her phone. Mm-hmm. But now she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So they really have a hard time, you know. Um, but but everybody else is is okay. Oh yeah. With that, I mean, you you've and they're supportive of us, and they appreciate. Right. I know they appreciate all that we're all the that we're doing. And we didn't have like a family meeting for every like. Oh, okay. These are the three facilities we looked at. What do you guys? No, there was no discussion like that. Dean and I are right here. We have to take care of this. She needs. Right. So we're making the decisions, and we hope everybody's okay with them. Yeah. And everybody has been supporting. And they have entrusted you with the that. Ones that have to make the tough decisions, and we're making them together. So we're going to do. You know, we're going to make the best decisions, the best we know how for mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like on some of the big things, like when we took mom to finalize her you know funeral make some choices for her funeral we let the kid you know we let the other kids know that this is what we you know mom did this weekend and this is how it's being paid for with you know an insurance policy so it's not like we keep anybody in the dark I think everybody just accepts the fact Susan and I are here other siblings aren't as close and they trust us and I know um for sure, um, one of the siblings has has said, you know, we trust your decisions. 
and I appreciate that, and I appreciate their support. Well, that probably goes a long way. I mean, that probably means more than sometimes even the help. It, yeah, I mean, it, there are a lot of family situations like this would just completely tear apart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it would be more about rivalry and resentment and, right. and all of that than really having the best interest of What did I do and the what you didn't do? Yeah. Right. Instead of having, you know, like Stephanie said, the best in- interest in, like, well, in our case, grandma. <laughs> right. And I, so I think to kind of uh, wrap up this um, episode a little bit before we... If that's what you like to do, we can, yeah. Um, You know, just that, well, I'm just kind of looking at our time that, you know, there was just, when you're getting ready to choose a facility, you know, how much money you have is going to be a factor, um, whether it's self-pay or um, self-pay and then Medicaid um, comes into play when your money runs out type of thing um and then you know if if your family member can help make that decision and you know go to those facilities and see what they like i think that would be when you you realize it's time kind of do it quickly so that they can yeah so they can be a part of it yeah and the funny thing was (laughs) mama's and i'll tell this and then we'll close um but it was the day of the move and i said we're gonna. She's gonna still be in bed. We're gonna get there, and she is gonna be in bed. And sure enough, you know, we knock at the door. It's the morning of the move, and she was just getting out of bed. And she came to the door, and well, what? Are, she would always say, "Well, what are you doing here?" I'm like, well, yeah, hi, mom. I said, "Today's moving day." But what is? Well, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just like, oh no, and. You know, and it's like, well, you say, oh, no, but then it's like, okay, that's an affirmation that we've made the right decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I God. and I have to say, um, God has given a lot of grace and um, helped us through all this, and um, we couldn't have done it without, you know, just the Lord's help, family help. Our spouses, you know, that, that have helped. And each so. other, for sure. And each other. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Yes, yes. So for those that are dealing with this and are now having to face the reality of putting your loved one, your your parent, into a living facility, um, it will take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of study, a lot of research. And uh, certainly a lot of patience. And you want to make the right choice. And uh, if if the more consent that you have with the parent, with other siblings, the easier it is. And so we certainly do pray that, uh, that when you go through this process, if you have to, that uh, that would be the case. And so we want to do, we want to wrap up this episode. And we're going to talk a little bit more our next episode concerning a lot of the emotions that deals with this, um, some of the physical and the mental demands that uh, that take a toll. And uh, so they're going to share a little bit about that on our next episode. And so uh, I'm your host, Greg Steinke. Along with me is my wife, Susan, Stephanie, 
Your wife, Susan. My, my, my wife, Susan. Oh my. Excuse I, no, no, me. not my wife. <laughs> now, now, let me rephrase that. My, my wife, wife, comma, Susan, <laughs> Stephanie, and Andy. How's All that? Right. We'll, <laughs> see, we'll, just, we'll go on that. We'll see y'all later. Well, you, normally Bye. Don't, you normally don't say comma. <laughs> but uh, You can start with me next time. All right, I will do that. My wife, Andy. Is, <laughs> no, we won't, we won't go there either. How about that? Well, thanks for joining us. This is Life's a Story, where everyone has a story worth telling. Thanks for listening.